Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association along with Terry Reed and engineer Dr. Carl Williams, medical doctor, and our producer, Ed Salzadel, all directors at SABSA. We're here to reassure you, you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today, we're going to talk on the, related to the Bible, what might seem as the esoteric idea of climate change, but it's something that is related if we are actually stewards of this planet. One of the things in terms of climate change that befuddles people, mixes them up, is how much we have yo-yoed back and forth in the media and in science as to what's happening with the client. In 1895, a New York Times article claimed geologists think the world may be frozen up again and foresaw perennial frost and snow for the rest of history. In 1932, the Times warned melting polar ice caps to raise the level of the seas and flood the continents. In 1958, Harper's Magazine article predicted the coming Ice Age. So we go from Ice Age to a burning earth to an Ice Age. Newsweek's April 28, 1975 edition put it bluntly. The central fact is that after three quarters of a century of extraordinary mild conditions, the Earth's climate seems to be cooling down. That's how all they were talking about in the 1970s was the coming Ice Age. And now, for the last 30 years or more, we've been talking about global warming. Generations of journalists promoted scientific claims about the climate apocalypse, collapse. They and we should apply the first rule of both science and journalism, at all times be skeptical. There are more than 2 billion Christians worldwide. Psalm 8 tells us that God gave us dominion over the planet. So how should we Christians view this? As far as the data is concerned, if we actually look at uh, being a steward, we only have useful information over the last 150 years. 150 years versus the total lifespan of the Earth. Okay, so over the last 100 years, the global temperature has risen maybe a degree centigrade. So how much change has there been? Not that much over the last 100 years of measurable data. So we can't speak accurately beyond that time. So again, we can't go back and say that, hey, there was a whole lot of change over the last millions or billions of years although the climatologist will say there is some evidence, but we'll get into that later. Uh, when, you, when you look at the testifying climate experts who have gone before Congress, they will testify that humans are exacerbating and warming the earth, but they will not even venture a guess as to how much we are adding to the temperature. One person who's had the courage to do so is climatologist Michael Ord, who estimates we may have exacerbated the global temperature by 0.4 degrees in the last century. The Paris Agreement, if fully implemented, would have lowered global temperature in a century by just 0.12 degrees, which makes some people question why we might go through with all that. One question is, what are scientists doing? East Anglia, which is the climatology center for Great Britain, NOAA, the National Oceanographic Atmospheric Association here in the U.S., have joined with the Australian Bureau of Meteorology in the past 20 years in falsifying data to support global warming. If it's happening, then they shouldn't have to falsify data or tweak data to get it. In 2009, East Anglia was hacked, 
and revealed that they had cherry-picked data to support global warming and negate the pause. For those who don't know what the pause was, between 1998 and 2012, there was a period of time in which world temperature simply did not go up, but went down for a period of time. 2017, a whistleblower says NOAA rushed a landmark study claiming the planet was warming much faster than expected in order to influence international climate negotiations. Again, they cherry-picked heat island data, things like a thermometer sitting on the tarmac of airports, throughout sea buoy data to fabricate accelerated global warming trends and to dismiss the pause. There are a lot of predictions that have come out of this global warming discussion. One of those, in June 1988, NASA's Jim Hansen said before Congress, the West Side Highway in New York City will be underwater in 20 to 40 years. Yes, at 23 years into this prediction in 2011, sea levels had risen 2.5 inches since then. Only about 10 feet to go before the West Side Highway goes underwater. At the current pace, we're about 12,000 years away. About 1,200 years away. And, and, and again, the or point 12, is, sorry, they're wrong. They made a simple prediction based on what they believed was going on, and it was 100% wrong. Prediction 2, October 2007, Al Gore said while accepting the Nobel Peace Prize, the North Polar ice cap is falling off a cliff. It could be completely gone in as little as seven years. Well, and then we look seven years later, and the ice cap at the polar, the North Polar region is actually 35% greater than when Gore gave his little speech. So it's just a little error on his part. And in the meantime, uh, the Antarctic, the, in other words, South Pole, is increasing even more. So both polar caps have increased during the time that Al Gore had his gloom and doom prediction of massive uh, meltage of both caps. Another prediction of the green movement, hurricane numbers are increasing and getting stronger. And look on our past season, a lot of people would believe that. But Terry, what in reality has been going on? Well, the truth is global and Atlantic Basin hurricane activity in, in intensity has been plummeting for years. And in 2016, hit 50-year lows globally and 30-year lows in the Atlantic. The Atlantic Basin was until 2017 and the longest stretch without a U.S. major land falling hurricane nine years. And that's based on records going back 150 years. Now, again, we could be faked into believing, okay, well, the global warming people are all right because of the tough hurricane season we just had this past year. But it's not what we've seen for the past decade or for the past 30 years. Prediction four by the Green Movement. Snow and frost will disappear from the planet. I think when I uh, talk to my mom in Indiana, she says, <laughs> uh, we still got some snow up here. Yeah. And Well, anyway, the, the, the Pacific Decadal Oscillation, PDO, Pacific Decadal Oscillation Cycle, started its cold phase in 2007. Yeah, how about that? About the time that Al Gore made his talk, isn't it fancy that? 
we've got an increase in the cold phase again. So we've got more snow and ice over the past nine years rather than less. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. We're looking today at climate change, the claims of the climate experts, and our responsibility as Christians to ferret out and figure out what it is to be good stewards of this planet. The Green Movement made a lot of predictions of doom and gloom about the planet. One of them, Prediction 5, is global temperatures will be between 0.8 degrees C and 1.8 degrees C higher by 2014, and this was made by the 74 IPCC UN climate models in 2005. Carl, what's the reality? Negative. didn't really change significantly, so there was a considered uh, a pause in the global warming problem. So basically they were wrong. Period. Period. Terry, what people are all upset right now because the president has pulled us out of the Paris ag- Agreement. Over the next 13 years, the Paris Agreement would have cost us $3 trillion, with a T, $3 trillion, while the world's major polluters would spend zero on the problem, like China and Russia and India. Yeah, to this point, we've put $1 billion already into the fund to try and stem global warming. China zero, Russia zero, India zero. And what one of the things people don't understand is we are one of the cleaner countries on this planet and the polluters are doing nothing. Global warming is responsible for every ill on the planet, according to some people. Our, our vice president, Dr. Al Johnson, he really, really hates when he sees stories like the sudden surge of a nasty parasitic disease which has infected half a dozen people in the last three months in Hawaii is all credited to climate change. Parasites are due to climate change. Same-sex marriage. The California Energy Commissioner said that same-sex marriage is good for the planet, basically because it won't produce any more people. I, I mean, <laughs> the ties that they get. <laughs> well, the, the next time I do something wrong at the house, I'll just tell my wife it was because of climate change. It was because of climate change. It, all, it borders up on the absurd to where they blame everything on the planet to climate change. What really are human beings doing, Carl? Well, if you look at the carbon emissions, the volcanoes produce 96% more than we do. So we ought to start putting plugs in those volcanoes, I guess. I don't know try to stop them up so they don't, you know, pollute our atmosphere. But basically, human activity causes very little of the carbon emissions, and there's still very, very great doubt that the carbon emissions are even affecting the, the climate change because the carbon uh, percentage in the atmosphere has increased during that global pause of temperature rise. So, are we just chasing our tails anyway? And even if we did, we have very little to, to chase to begin with. We're going to have to close. We've looked at a lot of stuff. I'm going to close with these two things. Your point is huge. If it is our activity, which is the sole thing or the big thing that is warming the earth, then we should be getting warmer and warmer and warmer. The pause from 98 to 2012 mitigates against that. At that time, the great polluters in the world, India, China, etc., had poured more carbon emissions into the planet than ever before, and yet there was a pause and actually we went down. At the same time, you can tie that pause to softer sunspot activity. 
There is much better scientific data showing that this is a natural phenomenon. The world, don't ever call Christians and creationists deniers because the world has been warming over the past 200 years. And in point of fact, it's been warming ever since the Ice Age after the flood. But goes on natural cycles, which are much better tied to sunspot activity than to anything else. The Earth is warming slowly and has been for around 4,000 years. Tree ring and literary fragments indicate the Roman warm period 200 to 500 AD was warmer than today. All prognostications of doom seem to be unfounded. We detailed those. This is not about science now, but politics and money. CO2 levels follow global warming trends. They do not seem to produce them. The pause has been completely ignored by the scientific community. We need to be skeptical and use common sense. But we do also, as Christians, need to acknowledge that we are stewards of our environment. Amen. So, do we need to be worried about smog? Do we need to be worried about the conditions of our rivers, etc.? Yes, certainly. Absolutely. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Bible.